go. Terry? Beautiful souls. Thank you for joining us at Perfectly Flawed. I'm Terry, and together with Tammy and Lauren, we bring you Perfectly Flawed. Today, we have Lorraine. She is an amazing coach. Um, she's a mindset coach, and she is showing women how to empower themselves. So let's give it up for Lorraine. Thank you, Lorraine, for joining us at our table. Oh, thanks for having me. So, um, first off, you have a Facebook uh, group that you have? Yeah, so I have a Facebook group called Mindset Abundance and Personal Development for Women Entrepreneurs, and uh, it's new group but it's growing pretty quickly now and um yeah i just teach a lot of women entrepreneurs for free in that group and uh planning to like launch a group coaching program in the near future but right now focusing on the group and just helping uh women out for free and help them get started that's fantastic um so basically uh what type of coaching do you do Yes, I do mindset coaching, and I've just always been really passionate about mindset, personal development, and um, and so and I love like law of attraction and combining that with um, just mindset principles. And then my girlfriend is actually a psychology major in university, and so she brings home like all of these cool like psychology tricks and things, and she even wrote this paper on me that actually ended up being really helpful for me it was like a self-analysis and so um yeah I just kind of combining like psychology with some new age methods and finding that it's it gets great results with like the combination of the two of them that's a very interesting concept I like it um so what part of the new age has helped you with that type of thing is it just the the energy yeah, it's like a combination of like the energy and just the way of thinking, like especially um, just um, like abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset and the idea of like. That there's more than enough to go around and just looking at things like money and all the things that like you want in life looking at that at, like the universe or what it is which is an abundant place and that you can have what you want and someone else having that isn't taking away from that and um another one and two is um the, um just gotten like really deep in law of attraction and one of the other concepts with that is called the art of allowing and it just goes over how you know, you can uh, want something and you can desire something and you can believe that um, you can have it and that it's achievable for you, but you also, but then there's people who don't allow it for themselves. Maybe they don't, like, at least for me, I always struggled with self-sabotage. And, uh, and so for me, the art of allowing was really cool because it shows um, how you have to allow yourself to have things and you have to... You know, you can believe that you can achieve something and you can desire it, but if you don't 
essentially get out of your own way and let it happen for you, then it's not going to happen. And another way that you can really see if that's happening for you is by what you, as how you kind of treat other people. Like, are and again, it comes back to that like scarcity mindset. Like, do you feel jealous when you see other people that are succeeding or have or living the life that you want? Do you feel envious? Do you see people doing things in their life that you almost try like stop them or you just? have these negative feelings about, then it's a sign that you are in a way not allowing them to have that or you don't want them to have that. And it's a sign that you see in them something that you also didn't allow for yourself. And so that's a really good, just again, another, yeah, law of attraction uh, principles, like new age methods that fit really well into like practical day-to-day life. And you found that the psychology actually fits in with that too to help boost working Basically, instead, yeah, I, and we just can't have nice things. Basically, yes, you can have the nice things. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because I find that um, with the like psychology elements that my girlfriend brings back home, they dig way, way deeper than like I was ever used to going. <laughs> and because you know, they dig into like your childhood, and they dig into just finding the like the complete root of the problem of like where. Because, you know, people can know that, like, oh, say, like, I self-sabotage or I get envious of people living the life that I want. I don't allow things for myself. You know, say they have these issues and they try to fix them, but they don't know where those originally stem from, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I found, like, psychology was super helpful because, like, I, I'm pretty self-aware enough to know some of the issues that I have. But that was, like, went even deeper than I was used to going. It goes into, like, your your childhood like um, issues and things that stem from that that you carry into adulthood that are now like ingrained in your subconscious and those are why you have those like they're, they're like the root of the problem that you have now as an adult and so now that you actually know the root of the problem I find the new age like approaches to like they they have a better like effect now that you know where and why that problem actually stems from especially when you get into something like affirmations, they say is a big one because I know a lot of people um, that I've talked to that like when it comes to law of attraction and things like affirmations, they're like, oh, it doesn't work or oh, it just, it feels kind of hollow to me. It doesn't, doesn't resonate with me. And I'm like, well, if if you don't know, because you know, someone using affirmations is using it because there's some kind of problem that they're trying to fix or there's something about themselves that isn't quite right and they're using affirmations as a way to fix that right and if you don't know why it's it's almost like treating the symptom instead of the actual like cause of the illness right you're slapping affirmations on like a symptom not knowing where the actual problem stems from and then but when you're actually know that the root of the problem being like oh wow i actually self-sabotage because like back when i was a kid like my dad did this thing that really upset me. <laughs> it goes like really deep like that. And yeah. now you actually know like why you have that problem. And now you would know more like the kind of affirmations and, and um, way of thinking and mindset shifts that you're going to have to have to fix that. So basically getting rid of the baggage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Get, decluttering, the, uh, decluttering the mind or the decluttering the problems. Yeah, definitely, like, getting to, like, subcon- like your subconscious and 
yeah, really getting to the because everyone has baggage, especially like from childhood. It's actually it's actually wild once you start <laughs> once yeah. you start getting into it, you'll see that like just how impressionable like the mind is of children, right? Because yes. they're like kids don't know critical thinking. They don't know like their um, their conscious mind like that has like their analytical mind is not fully formed yet. Absorbing all information and just taking it as fact, whatever you tell them, they take as fact and they believe to be true without any kind of analysis or, you know, deciding if that's true or not. They yeah. just absorb everything. That's why little kids believe in Santa Claus. That's why they believe in the Tooth Fairy, right? And so, everything that parents' life is telling them to be true and is then believed to be true for them and without them realizing it, they carry a lot, a lot of that into adulthood. And I think of like for myself, it was just seemingly like such minor conversations that I guarantee you my parents don't even remember. Those ended up having like Perfume. stemming so many issues later on as an yeah. adult, just because of like my child mind just took that as like complete and utter fact. Right. Even then when 20 years later, my beliefs have changed. I don't believe some of the things they believe, but it's, it can just be so ingrained in your subconscious that you don't, you aren't aware that you the, even the little kid that that's in the back of your yourself. head still. <laughs> yeah. So the, the little kid's going, um, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it, um, yeah, no, it gets like, um, it's just wild to me, like how how small, like. It's it's just it's wild to me because I just think of yeah. again like from personal experience just one one sentence like one little conversation when you're six years old it was like the span of a couple seconds that a parent guaranteed does not even remember they might not have even been thinking about it right it just said whatever like the first thing that came out like you know first thing that popped in their head it came out right. of their mouth and now that kid's like now it's twenty five twenty six even people well into their thirties and forties. Like that ended up being like a completely formative moment, and still like carry like they'll carry that baggage if they don't like they aren't aware of it and yeah. get to the root of it. Yeah, pretty wild. So basically, you're facing the child inside of you and and telling them re-explaining the issue to them, so it becomes something more positive. Yeah, yeah. It's like having to like in a way and it sounds like super cheesy and people say it but it's true you gotta kind of heal that inner child like you've got to like for me like I'll give you an example I um for me like uh for quite a while like I knew I always had limiting beliefs about money that's my thing is I really like tackling limiting beliefs and just and self-sabotage just basically people holding themselves back and for me I knew I had a limiting belief about money and people always you know, you can help fix limiting beliefs with things like affirmations. And but if you're just using an affirmation that someone else used, right? Or if you're just using whatever affirmation you think might fix it, you're probably not actually using the right one or going about it the right way. If you don't know where the that limiting belief stems from, stems from, and it, and it goes like childhood for me, I realize that my and again this came from like the psychology paper that my 
partner wrote about me, it got me like digging way deeper, like into childhood stuff that I was not used to. <laughs> like that for me, I always, always thought that, you know, oh, I was a kid, it kind of sucked. You just, it is what it is and you move on, right? But um, you dig into it and um, my parents were like extremely religious and had really weird views about money and I knew some of that like rubbed off on me but I didn't know like what the actual like issue was like the exact moment that like formed my beliefs about money and so I it was like almost like I had a flashback because when you're digging up all this childhood stuff like more like like memories that you don't think are connected or somehow connected right you'll be thinking of one thing and then it'll bring up another one and I uh, remember this conversation with my mom and because I was a little kid I you know instead of having a lemonade stand I had a rock museum because I loved collecting rocks and I um, you know I had this big rock collection so instead of like making lemonade where you are now and you have to keep buying more i have all these rocks i just charge admission and that's so brilliant. Was like, <laughs> yeah, that was my first little business as a kid and so i was like a little entrepreneur and i just i wanted to be rich that was my thing i wanted to be a little baller i wanted to be a rich ceo and i was going on and on and on about that all the time and so finally one day my mom told me that the bible says do not chase after riches and also that, you know, it's hard for a rich man to get, basically it's almost impossible for a rich man to get into heaven and that essentially chasing after wealth and chasing after money or having this like strong desire to be wealthy is like evil or sinful and you're not supposed to. So that, and I remember like, you know, like that feeling like where your heart just sinks. Yeah. It feels like your heart just drops into your stomach and it, yeah, that's what it felt like as a kid. That's where all my like my financial dreams as a kid were were crushed. And it's funny because it's such a small conversation that again, I guarantee you, my mom doesn't even remember having that. And but that ended up being like where all of my limiting beliefs about money stemmed from was that I didn't that money is evil. Like money is the root of all evil. Money changes people into bad things. Like um, basically, it's it's wrong to want money and it's wrong to chase after money. But if I had, you know, not known that was what I actually believed in my subconscious, then I could have been using different affirmations like, oh, um, I deserve money or like, I know I can achieve it. Like, you know, um, like all of, there's so many different limiting beliefs about money, but mine was that money was wrong or that I'm not supposed to have it. And if I hadn't known that, I could have been using the wrong affirmations. I could have been trying to fix it completely, like a problem that wasn't there, right? So it's, yeah, it's com- like a combination of digging deep to find like what your like complexes and your, um, what everything that you, like all of like, um, where your um, baggage, I guess, stems from and finding that, that inner child, that wounded inner child and then like, but now fixing them as an adult with more like new age methods and new age approaches which i find like the combination is very effective then as opposed to a lot of new age methods where i've seen they've um they just really seem to be kind of surface level yeah so this is you know i really like the concept and it's um (laughs) must start from the brilliance of the rock museum because i think that it was amazing but um it just so (laughs) so combining your psychology with the new age you know helps you 
basically unpack the baggage and get rid of what you don't need from it and learn from whatever is valuable. which sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, so. like I said, I find the, the approach like very effective because I've, um, you know, I was always more the like the new age um, way and then my girlfriend is like psychology and then I found like, because we both like help each other with what we know and, and when it comes to like mindset and growth because we're like all about oh growth like that's like yeah. my thing is wanting to like keep growing and just you know keep developing as a person um and so we like helped each other a lot and then it was kind of like this co-baby sort of of combining the two and I found it really effective and so it's probably going to be like um I'm kind of like the front runner with the program that I'm going to be making and um getting it off the ground but then we're going to both be facilitating the group coaching oh that's great so a team effort yeah yeah that's awesome that's fantastic um is there anything else that you want to say about the whole thing or how does how does it apply to a business like say um an entrepreneur starting something new how would you go about yeah helping? Um, so like, and then another element to the program would also be like once you've kind of like healed that inner child and kind of getting out of your own way, right? Like just fixing your head, then you can actually go into like setting new goals for yourself that you're actually excited about that you actually think will be like exciting now, like because you're setting goals now that you actually know you can achieve and that you don't have like your own mind like holding you back and hopefully like you don't have any more like self-sabotage and so now you can like set these goals that are attainable and take steps towards them which then is huge in terms of business right like with it and uh, and then another element too is having like setting and enforcing healthy personal boundaries which I think is huge that was a big one for me when I was younger and also now me like I help my partner with a lot um we both had religious um upbringings and I find that a lot of women that have religious upbringings especially struggle with um like a lack of assertiveness and being overly submissive and pushovers and stuff and when you're wanting to be an entrepreneur you can't that doesn't really work (laughs) yeah (laughs) you gotta you gotta stick up for yourself and you've got to have good boundaries and so it's teaching people how to set and enforce those so it's like once you get to the root of problem and start fixing your mind then it gets into like i guess more external approaches where it's now you're setting goals and you have you're setting and enforcing healthy boundaries with other people and also with yourself which makes your relationships better and all of that's going to like transfer into better business you know I know a lot of people have huge mindsets um, like limiting beliefs about um, their prices like how many women entrepreneurs do you know that are completely undercharging what they should be charging or what yeah. they're worth and so all of it yeah all of it is connected and I like I've, I've gone I've through that myself did. like oh you know because I've um, I have well technically three businesses um I also I do um, I work at a salon I do facials waxing and makeup there but I also do bath products that type of thing and it's like well what should I charge for this even like with what should I charge for facials and stuff you know because you want to charge a good price 
but at the same time, you don't you want to get you know be competitive as well, and you want to make money, yeah. obviously. Yeah, because I gotta pay the rent. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's no. There's a lot of women that have been able to like. Um, there's also a thing too about like pricing psychology, right? Where you can do you can. It's also like um, yeah, pricing psychology and also life is very reciprocal, right? And so um, one thing is that when you price something higher, people are investing more and so they're going to treat it with like like they've invested more, right? They've mm-hmm. actually put some skin in the game, right? Like paying, like buying a, a Udemy course for $10 versus like high ticket coaching. Which are you going to, which are you going to invest more in like your time and your energy and effort to make work, right? But then it also comes from the side of, like of the entrepreneur who now if like you are only making like barely like not even enough that it's worth your time for whatever like your say your service-based business or something if you're completely undervaluing and undercharging what you're worth or what you're doing like then you're not going to be giving your all into that right you're not going to be not necessarily believing in yourself the way you should yeah yeah exactly and it shows and that's another that's another boundary issue where and just all mindset too right that like if you like if you don't believe that you're worth this much how someone else supposed to right if you're now charging premium prices now other people understand that they're getting they're paying premium prices for a premium product or service right Mm -hmm. it's all all reciprocal it's a very delicate ecosystem that we live in this world i think that once you're better in your mind and like when you're more confident and happier it shows and people treat you better even yeah and that's you know i think too in mindset with a lot of women that they don't um tend to invest in themselves whether it be money wise or be you know like even just with skincare you need to take care of your your yourself your body yeah even just something so small like yeah if you want Oh, I don't think we caught the last part there. Oh, I said, I was like, um, it's even something so small as like you've had a hard day and you want a bath, but you're like, oh, I should have a shower because it's faster. And it's like, yeah. if you want a bath, just have a fucking bath. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> but, but I, I swear, like, the, like some people, that's my other thing. My, like, huge motto is, is like, women got to be more selfish. Like, this is, yeah. it's really actually the fundamental part of, I not feel of, guilty like, about it. Like, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop feeling guilty about it. You know, doing yeah, stuff, taking no. that time for yourself. It's like, you know, I did it, but now I feel bad about doing it. And you got to stop doing that. <laughs> I feel guilty the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should be doing um, this for the kids. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys uh, know much about astrology, but I, I love astrology. And um, I'm, uh, I'm an Aries. So, and that's like out of the 12, like, uh, signs. Um, Aries is the first out of the 12. And so Aries is like the sign of self. And so um, I'm very much about like 
this is my life. I get to live it how I want. So I'm going to be kind of selfish. You know, other people can tell me, like, people don't get to tell me how to live my life yeah. because this is my life. Right? Don't tell me what to do. Other, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I hate when people tell me what to do. But a good way of getting me to do something is to tell me to not do it or that you yeah. don't think I can do Yes, I'm, I'm, a crazy, I'm a crazy Aquarius, so I have that same thing, like, you know, okay. don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it yeah. just to spite you. <laughs> yeah, spite is a very powerful motivator. Yeah. Um, and then my, uh, my girlfriend is a Pisces, and so it's like the very last sign of the Zodiac, and it's like known for being... Uh, self-sacrificial like mm-hmm. overly self-sacrificial and so it's actually been like a really good like balancing act you know because my my whole thing is just telling her to be more, like be more selfish like she won't even like she was like doing amazing at her job and like won't even like tell me about it and i'm just like telling her to like brag about yourself once a day or yeah, something like do something you know be more selfish like it is your life you know you people get down and like scared about what people say about living their life and like feel like you get caught up in people pleasing but it's like at the end of the day you're the one that has to wake up every fucking day and live your life so why are you listening to what other people are saying live yeah. like live a life that you actually enjoy because that's like that's the only thing that matters. It's like, really. Are they earning your money? Are they paying your bills for you? No. Yeah. So then don't need exactly. to be listening to them. Unless you pay my bills, then we'll talk, okay? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, unfortunately, um, I'd really like to talk longer, but we've come to the end of our time. Um, this is really great. Maybe we can do another one down the road. Um, maybe when we can get Terry in on the group here. <laughs> we got to get yeah. Terry some internet going. So, but yeah. <laughs> I would like to say thank you very much. It was very interesting. Um, great work I think you are doing. And um, I hope you, I wish you great success with everything. It sounds amazing. Uh, so basically, I would just want to sign off and say thank you for coming to our table, everyone. Um, our beautiful souls, join us next time. <laughs>